On today's edition of Prozcast, I will break down Argentina's emphatic 3-0 victory over Croatia. I'll break, break down off that game and where Croatia lost and where Argentina won. As well as new breakout, breakout star in Julian Alvarez, what's his history and what's in store for him. As well as coach, coach Lionel Scaloni, how he has delivered for Argentina ever since his appointment back in 2018 when he was 40 years old. And also, if you are an Argentina fan, what you would worry about the most before Sunday's final. That and much more on broadcast today. Enjoy. So recording this right after Argentina's 3-0 victory over Croatia in FIFA World Cup 2022 first semi-final. Um, very one-sided as the scoreline suggests. But it was one of those games where there was something lacking in, in the game. And I'm going to definitely go to get into what, it, what the result means for both the sides and my personal thoughts on the game. But let's look at the overall picture, shall we? Um, and this is going to be sixth final for Argentina w- w- when they play either Morocco or France in, on, on Sunday. So they go on level with Italy and Brazil for six finals. Unfortunately for Argentina, they have lost three times and two of those losses have come against Germany and one of them back in 2014. Um, so only Germany have been to more finals th- than these three teams with eight um, and we all know how Germany fared in this World Cup and, and last World Cup. Anyways, Argentina, uh, massive win for them today. Uh, big win for not just for Argentina, but Messi as well as well as his legacy. We'll, we'll talk about it much more. And, and But first, the game breakdown. I really thought this game missed a, a cutting edge from the, from the beginning. You know how big World Cup games are, the team's you know, feel each other out. They kind of cancel it out. So the opening sequences, although Argentina had a, a, a bit more uh, going forward than Croatia, but it was quite expected because Croatia is, is a side who doesn't go on offense right away. It, uh, you know, watches the other team, you know, fills them out and, and see how how their plans are and then kind of counter plan them or, or counter attack them when needed. Um, you know, before going to the game, we knew Argentina were probably gonna sit back as well, uh, and and you know give Messi the ball and let him do the magic. With what that's what we've been seeing all along. And uh, you know I'll definitely go into Coach Scaloni and how he you know puts his team out. But um, uh, you know, like I said, the game lacked a little bit of age, uh, as you could expect from both teams. And and Croatia has more more position throughout the game 61 I, I believe to 39 but the first game uh, the first goal is always crucial in any game uh, let alone a semi-final of a huge world cup uh, right and um, i think you know uh, going into this game argentina have given up leads before uh, obviously against saudi arabia losing that game and even last game 
going to penalties against Netherlands and even the game before uh, in, in the round of 16 against Netherlands on uh, round of 16 against Australia almost capitulated after two goal lead it was 2-1 in the end so you know I thought first goal for Argentina so and Croatia coming into the tournament um, I think their last six World Cup games where they've gone down first they've only lost one I believe if I'm not mistaken or they have not lost five of those games uh, put it into perspective so you know I thought yeah Argentina scored first you know who cares I mean as long as we get an entertaining game that's what matters right for for us neutrals and I was looking forward to the second half or even uh, the game after uh, uh, Messi scored for Argentina I'll, I'll talk about the penalty and, and how dubious it is later but that first goal eventually you know it, it first blood to Argentina and I think it kind of hit Croatia more than it really should have and statistics had been to, to both of these teams favoring in a way uh, with the first goal so it and retrospectively if Croatia had scored first things could have been way different as well so I think that's where the key was but I always thought uh, Croatia was going to come back but uh, you know they, they have been the comeback kings haven't they and after the first goal Argentina you know they, they didn't before the first goal they didn't really step up gears but after this first goal they had the confidence and Messi feels like someone who I mean he has he has fared well under pressure before but in his career for especially for Argentina always has had pressure but after that first goal I, I mean he was on a different level and whole team whole Argentina team was and the second goal second goal was the soccer punch for Croatia uh, they couldn't do anything after the second goal and Argentina could have scored so many before the halftime and and the halftime team halftime whistle could, couldn't come soon enough for Croatia uh, and you know the the way second goal um, Croatia conceded it it really was a god uh, god puncher for them and uh, they couldn't come back after that uh, and I, I, but I personally thought the halftime whistle you know coach Dallas for Croatia gets his team together with experience head Modric Kovacic Lovren and and guys they'll settle down and try to try to score first in the second half so you know half the deficit so one thing at a time you know you get one goal back and you put so much pressure on Argentina and Argentina have crumbled under pressure before and we've already seen that but it really wasn't to be and unfortunately Croatia looked like a team that did not have much left in the tank especially after playing 120 minutes two hours of football in each round of 16 and quarterfinals and I think I, re- I really think the second goal killed for them, and it was not just the goal, but it was the manner which in in which they considered hurt them. Remember, Croatia is is a well world well organized machine, and for for such a, a defensively sound team to consider a, a goal that could have been cleared, uh, and and they had numerous chances to clear, and and it was a fluke goal in a way, uh, kind of lucky one could call, but. Uh, Alvarez really, you know, made his luck. And talking about Julian Alvarez, uh, I'll have a segment towards the end of the show, uh, giving him a spotlight and then talking about another player before who has shown on work of stage that starts with uh, the letter Z um, and, and pronoun silent, I believe. Um, 
hint he was a star of world cup two i mean two world cups ago anyways alvarez who you know um his persistence his his pressing up the pace was very very crucial and remember he didn't even start the game or, or start the tournament and then came in for lautaro martinez and has, he's been a hell of a, a game changer for for this side the 22 year old um and i go back to the fatigue factor for croatia and four croatian players have played 602 minutes and then whereas uh three argentina players messi martinez and otamendi have played 571 so um croatian players have played a lot more football um that doesn't mean you know they shouldn't show any effort but the fact that these croatian players didn't really so much an effort in the second half to tells me that they feel they felt defeated especially after that second goal of course third goal was the icing on the cake but the second world really killed it for them and i keep focusing on the second world because the manner in which when you when you're playing soccer and or football whatever you call it and then you concede a goal like that you you know one of your experienced players in the middle of the park maybe uh, could have taken a yellow or could have taken a tactical foul uh, and and they didn't manage to do so and even in the defense they looked they, they crumbled basically so that and and fatigue played a, a huge factor for them not to be able to come back they were trying to shoot from distance especially parishes did but they didn't have the quality on that day and let's move on to the third goal and which was icing on the cake really a uh, pick of the bunch i mean first goal you could see it as dubious and second goal uh kind of log but third goal was 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 the pick of the bunch for me for sure messi i mean i mean come on we we basically running out of superlatives uh, this guy just from different planet mind me uh he i've never you know really supported either messi or ronaldo so i you know appreciate the greatness we're able to see in front of our eyes so whatever i see i i, I would have loved to see messi versus ronaldo in the final but not to be but let's just appreciate what he's done and that drop of a shoulder on you know and and strength to fend off uh, vardiol or guardiol however you pronounce it one of the hottest brightest young prospects in in football world football mind you he's just 20 and play plays for red bull leipzig so many vultures surrounding him uh and trying to lure him away from red bull leipzig and he's been a star defender of the tournament and for him to uh, to be you know how do i describe this uh in other sports i would say that um what what moment reminds me of that i, I can't really see anything on top of my head but uh, alan iverson moment in a way when he stepped over Tyron Lu kind of like that moment he had Messi had over Vadio Guardio hopefully he doesn't this moment doesn't really deter the youngster's pro- progress to him becoming one of the best center backs but anyways um what's what a what a great finish what a great move by Messi and then uh elver is putting the gloss on the scoreline and all he had to do is finish and credit to him right time right place and in him argentina have found a forward that can do the dirty dirty war work as well as score and you know strikers will will definitely be judged on their goals which he did today but on on other days if he hadn't scored even he would have been praised because for his performance his pressing from the front and argentina and and coach caloni has definitely found someone who 
he can pair up with Messi in front. Messi, of course, you know, someone who doesn't really do all the dirty work. Mind you, he did today. But Alvarez does all the dirty work. And, you know, even after, I think they were 2 or 3 nil up, he was constantly, you know, being a workhorse, trying to get back and support his defense as well. And so let's focus on Julian Alvarez. And I'm, I'm, I was referring to uh, James Rodriguez back in 2014, a, a certain Colombian who was to stardom out of nowhere, you know, scoring six goals and applying two assists, breakthrough start of the tournament, as well as Golden Boot. And this tournament has been similar for Julian Alvarez. And, yeah, you know, he's already scored four goals. And mind you, it's just four stars for him, right? And uh, some of you might know, I mean, some, most of you already know he plays for Manchester City, but he only joined City uh, last summer. But he waited till, or Manchester City waited till um, end, end of last season for, for Alvarez to join uh, City and link up with a certain robot in uh, Erling Haaland, what a strike force that is in club level. But breakout game for him today, if you haven't really seen him before, he scored a brace. And also, you know, a breakout start, not just on the field, but also in, in phase. I, I believe with all the money he has, I mean, he's probably really got to treat that breakout in, in, in his face. Uh, but, you know, he joined from River Plate last year and he, uh, his trajectory has always been up and up. And if they eventually go on to win the World Cup, Alvarez will definitely be a, a focal point of, of this side. And what a great find. And, you know, coming into this tournament, my only concern was for Argentina was, is Messi going to have a support system? And, you know, last year they had a support system uh, in, in Copa America and, and they duly de- delivered. So, you know, every superstar has to have a support system and Alvarez is one of those. And I'll, I'll talk about the quotes as well, how he made the, the support system possible. But Alvarez, I mean, uh, being a backup to, to begin with, Lautaro's failure in, in uh, taking his opportunities and scoring enough put Alvarez to, to prosper. And... Um, he wasn't even supposed to be in this squad a few months back and he made his debut in the summer and then finally progressed and become Lionel, both Lionel, Messi and Scaloni's favorite, uh, you know, favorite teammate and player. So big kudos. Anyways, let's take a quick break. And after this break, I'll talk about coach Lionel Scaloni, a little bit of uh, about Lionel Messi and a little bit about um, the, the, the game today and then what to look forward to for Argentina. Be right back. So welcome back uh, to Prozcast. Um, if you haven't subscribed, subscribed yet, please do subscribe. I'll have more content along the way, maybe reactions from fans. Uh, versus Morocco as well as I would like to dive deep into um, USA our US men's national team and what's going on with them Greg Berhalter and um, their prodigal son Giovanni Reina but back to the back to today so I'll give you a stat of the day before I dive into Costa Lionel Scaloni and and the future for Argentina Uh, so Lionel Messi had the most touches for Argentina with 65 whereas Matteo Covetes had 110 touches so uh, he definitely had a lot more touches 45 in five in fact for more than um, Messi but I mean Kovacic had a really good game himself and 
it's just a pity that you know they had to lose or, or they lost and one team had to win you know anyways so back to coach Lionel Scaloni and you know a little bit of focus on him uh, he's just 44 years of age uh, putting into context uh, he was teammate of Leo Messi back in 2006 FIFA World Cup so uh, I really think you know when Argentina Football Association wanted to make a make a pick for, for the new coach back in 2018 they probably consulted Messi and um, they wanted to go uh, a, a different route uh, to what they've been doing before so previously they would have managers such as you know Jorge Sampaoli Alejandro Sabella and even Tata Martino and even uh, the great Diego Mar- Maradona so older folks who have been experienced in the past and, and they've tried all that, that, that all that method and then none of them you know came into fruition so they wanted to go into a new younger approach someone who has played with Messi so I, I firmly believe Messi had something to do with it and then rightly so and fast forward you know they delivered 2021 uh, Copa America together and then now just one win away from delivering the elusive FIFA World Cup so and remember um, Scaloni made seven appearance and, and had a journeyman career as a professional in, in several clubs such as Deportivo and even played uh, on loan for the West Ham uh, for the West Ham side back in 2006 when they reached the FA Cup final remember that Gerard moment he was definitely in there he was exactly in there and fast forward he's about to deliver his country the FIFA their third FIFA World Cup and one of the one of the most vital achievements for Lionel Messi's um, all-star career so you know like I said much younger appointment you know it, it was it was a huge risk don't get me wrong at that point and in hindsight it's easy to say okay he has been a great success and all that but someone who do, hasn't had very good experience or a lot of experience especially in international uh, stature and he hadn't even been a head coach before this so it was a huge risk and the fact that Messi only had a few more years left in his tank just makes life even harder for him but the way he has come over and steadied the ship steadying the ship is what he has done and you know he had a he, he had a scare as a scar as well he avoided a, a bad freaky accident while biking back home and one thing that he has done for me that that has changed Argentina and Argentine football is, you know, he has made a system where anyone anyone can come in and play play to to their strengths. And you know, when we talk about Argentina of the past, we had Higuain, Tevez, Mascarano, Aguero, and those guys. You know, on paper, those guys are way way better than these these twenty six personnel Argentina have, right? Um, but the fact that those personnel before or those teams before, all they did was have 11 top 11 players on the field and, you know, coaches would tell them, I believe would tell them just, hey, go play your own game and just deliver us. I mean, that was not going to cut at this level. Scaloni had a plan, you know, first off, we don't get beat, right? Defensively, we are sound, a foundation, a foundation, I beg your pardon, <laughs> my dog is probably hungry i I gotta or or he wants to go to a walk um anyways so um you know he laid a foundation where you got to be organized you you try not to get beat and we'll have messi as a focal point of the attack and all of us have to support messi so it really starts with messi as a fulcrum of the attack while other players would support after messi has the ball so you know how defensively you have a solid bank of four or even five and then you 
attack as you want once you have a ball it's not like over com over committing too many players forward like they used to before and in a way uh not to have those star names as as we as they had before uh, has definitely helped this team and and scaloni but for him to create a system where the midfield has their roles and you know forward whoever plays alongside messi they they have their own roles to to track back and help messi create opportunities for each other it's it just gone a long way and remember um you know they're coming into the world cup they had a 35 game winning streak and they were the heavy favorites maybe after brazil on on paper but what happened was you know they took a league a lead against saudi arabia they were about to uh you know score how many goals there are opportunities offside and all that but eventually saudi arabia came back from one nothing to win two one and you know the world was all of a sudden upside down and and credit to him he made a few changes personal changes and and also um you know a few tactical tweaks here and there and and in a way i really think losing that first game helped him as well as Argentina because when you're in a 35 game winning run what happens is you're um you take things for granted and you take sometimes it too easily you know and if there's ever a, a game to lose i mean mind you, you don't want to lose a game in the world cup but losing the first game will definitely uh you know not not definitely but will you know their their fight is still in their own hands even if you lose first game so and then it it gives them a a, a punch in the backside and a kick in the backside mind you and um it, it definitely did and they went back to the drawing board and had to uh, you know f- make a few changes and then sure they did also uh, i'm not going to talk a lot more about messi because we've already you know talked about him and everyone knows about messi at this point i mean what's there for he- for him to be said i mean his game is just just phenomenal and at, at this age and at this time he's just performing uh way way above and and i mean i think he's performing as as expected um and then he's he's been well capable of that for argentina and in his early years he wasn't really performing but he's probably finally come to a's and probably his last world cup and and he's, he's definitely delivering with uh you know five goals and then a couple more assists i think three um so let's get back to the game you know and and the first goal i, I would like to talk about it, it was definitely controversial uh, you know i i really thought initially it, it wasn't a penalty or, or pk to begin with but as, as i look more um more into it or, or more replays uh, i remember that you know when what happens when when you have a fall similar to it outside of the d area so let's say if you kick a ball past a defender or, or you know a opposition player and he hinders your progress obviously you're going to get a foul and in this case situation similar thing happened uh, also if alvarez had kicked the ball out of goal then i, I don't think he would have been given a penalty but you know vr has his own way of handling things referee i think handled it very nicely today at least the game and I don't think we had as as big of a controversy as we did in the quarterfinals. Uh, referee Orsato is from uh, Italy and and he's he's known to be a great referee. Referee like other referees in the quarterfinal, but I really like the fact that he um, he you know stake a claim in the game and he didn't let emotions get get the better of him as well as the whole game. So uh, credit to him. 
so you know at, you could go either way for the first first goal but m- the more i look into it i feel like it it was a pk and i, I don't think i would have been mad if even if i it, it wasn't been given a pk overall argentina definitely looks uh, better as the tournament has progressed and it's it's a hallmark of a great team isn't it remember back in 2010 spain they got better as the tournament progressed even france in, in 2018 they got better as the as the tournament progressed so that's the way to go and you know they've been getting better but the only thing i would worry about argentina before the final is what if they go behind and they haven't really been going behind a lot in this tournament of course against saudi arabia they went behind super late so they couldn't come back or i mean they still had opportunities but i think under pressure pressure messi messi is a different messi and i think uh i'm not saying i would love to get a peek at how argentina would respond if they were to go behind but it it will definitely be a a fascinating side uh, this coming sunday and if they were able to go behind and come back and and win it that would just just be a be a complete tournament for for Argentina and and Messi in, in general but you know as as a neutral i would love to see an entertaining game and i don't think today's game delivered when it comes to entertainment but from from a Messi's perspective it was uh, it was a game in a lifetime for him because you know if he had lost everything was would, would have been all over the place and you know the world would would be falling for not just for Messi but all the Messi folklore around the world but you know he he gets to live another day and another gets to fight another night and against morocco or france this coming sunday it's, it's going to be an interesting game and um you know the albi celeste they lost to france in the last world cup so there is so much history to be written or there's so much history to be looked at and then as i'm pretty sure it's going to be a fascinating game sunday i can't wait to 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 see and then talk about it as well but for now i would like to say goodbye uh, i'll come back with uh, france versus messi reactions oh how why did i say france versus messi i'm i'm <laughs> i'm getting carried away for sure uh it's not a given that it's going to be france versus messi morocco has different ideas they feel like the home team mind you uh they have so much support in that arab base and they are an african team first african team in the semis and they feel more like an arab team as well and they'll have the home backing and it's not going to be easy for france as well and we've heard france have some uh flu issues or some virus issues going on in their camp with opomicano and uh, adrian rabio hopefully they're well and we get to see a fantastic second semi final contrary to the first all right i'll see you thanks